Welcome back to Inside Motorsport. I'm here at Teratonga. This is the second round of the New Zealand TRS series. And I'm with John Morey, who is a co-owner with Mark Pilcher of M2. Welcome Hello. to Inside Motorsport. Thank you very much. Hello. Now, your history goes back some years in this series. Uh, yes, this is actually our 10th season now. The, the team was created in 2010. Uh, and the first season that we participated in the TRS was 2011. Yep. Um, so it's been uh, it's been a few years now. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And you've seen a good number of young drivers come through. You've usually run quite a few cars, haven't you? Yes, yes. So at the start we started much smaller. Uh, we had three cars, and then throughout the years we, we got more and more cars. And I think now we've reached a, a, a balance with six cars, both financially and operationally as well. Yep. Uh, it's a it's an ideal number number for us. Okay. Now you source your drivers. They're, they're all drivers you know, or there's some new ones. Uh, no, well, most drivers come from uh, Europe, or they have been competing in Europe uh, in the, the previous season because obviously TRS is in January, February. Um, some drivers are coming back, like Liam, for example. He was with us last year. Most of the drivers uh, did not compete in TRS with us last year, um, but they did do some testing with us at the end of the year, or they know us through other series primarily but a lot of contacts that we have and a lot of drivers that we run there's a lot of um, it's through people who have been with us before and have talked about the series the team and then they get in touch with us okay now uh, i'm right in thinking this series is being watched by quite a few people around the world yeah indeed actually it's over the 10 years we've been doing it it's gathered a lot of momentum uh, in the press and internationally for various reasons, uh, the first one is is being by is getting more and more attractive to the Euro European or drivers competing in Europe, yeah. because there is not much happening right now. Yeah. Uh, the level has gone up massively over the past ten years as well. The cars are more current as well. I mean, the car we're using this year is used now across yes. the world pretty much, um, and it's becoming more and more relevant uh, for for the drivers who are looking for some training or who are doing the transition from go karting to uh, single seaters like yeah. we have here. Um, I barely met Barry and Louise Tomlinson before they left, um, but clearly they set up a really good system. I mean, it, the way in which it runs, having a limiting number of teams by having four teams run the drivers they do, up to six cars or two cars or four cars, it clearly works very well because you've, it's got to be commercially viable, doesn't it? Correct. I think they have put a, a fantastic product together. Uh, which what we, originally was aimed at uh, Kiwi drivers and yeah. then with time obviously you don't have that many or the Kiwi drivers went on to do some other things uh, and it, they, they actually grew themselves the international side of the series uh, and they, have, they did a fantastic job on that side. That, that was a, it was a really good platform which is why it was interesting for us as well to come in and enter as a team in the, uh, our first year yeah. um, because the training that the drivers get and the engineers and the and the mechanics get over here is actually very useful as well. Yes. That's the first thing. Uh, there's 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 a lot of quality in the series and the system that they have put in place is very good as well. It's been refined over the years because nothing's ever perfect. Um, but now we have reached a point in the past few years where the series is not self-sufficient, but. It, it, Everybody know about TRS now, even in Europe, in the US, in Asia. Um, there are a few uh, other winter series that have appeared um, in recent years, but we chose to enter this one originally because it's just 
the best product, I think, yeah. and value for money as well for a driver. I don't think you can beat that with yeah, this yeah. level. And 20 days running in out of 30 is pretty amazing. Yeah, that's the thing. I think it's yeah, it's 20 days now. It used to be 21, but uh, yeah, well, you do you do half a season in five weeks. Yes, um, yeah, yeah. And, all and those starts, all those qualifiers. That's the thing, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And this yeah. you can't buy. I mean, I see Emiliano Denner who's with us now. It comes from karting. Um, could have gone testing, but then he wouldn't have had the start from pole position, the restart for the TRS, the safety car restart today from pole position as well. So this is invaluable experience on that side. Absolutely. Um, I'm a staunch advocate of the series, and it's been great disappointment to see that um, the uh, what's called CAMS, Confederation of Australian Motorsport, didn't go with it in the first place. They didn't. They, they turned Toyota New Zealand down. The idea of actually running would that be an idea that would have some appeal to you i mean if you were to run three rounds here and two in australia or something like that it's always interesting the question is can we make it work financially yeah. and with the timing as well this is yeah, always the yeah, same thing yeah. well i mean one of the things that i just only heard today i mean it was stephen giles or somebody of that note who said that you could run you know the last round um at the australian grand prix which would be an amazing thing for these young men to have gone through the, the process of these four weeks beforehand and then to bob up at a Grand Prix, to be under the noses of team managers and team owners. That would be terrific, wouldn't it? Oh, for the series, it's a massive advertisement for sure, and it's, yeah. a, it's a nice spot to have. The, what we have to be careful of is the calendar and the overlap yep. with the, the other series. This Understand. is the, the biggest yeah. problem we're facing. Um, and it's always a tricky... A tricky thing to balance out as well yeah, the, the exposure the calendar uh, not overlapping with european testing or, or yeah. other stuff like that because then obviously you're losing drivers so this is this is where you have to be careful on that side so so far i'm very happy with with what the what toyota has put together and, and i think if we can now that we have a new car we, we need to to stabilize that and keep that running and then but we have to reinvent ourselves very often Absolutely, yeah. Now, um, you and Mark have been together. You worked together in Europe. Uh, correct. We worked together in A1GP at the time for A1 Team New Zealand. Oh, okay. So you first came here in A1 time. Correct. Yes, that's it. Okay. Uh, I was at the time uh, a small, little, young data engineer. Uh, and then throughout the year, uh, Mark for was another one. For Team New Zealand. Okay. And then... Uh, Mark became chief mechanic and then A1 stopped. Uh, so in 2010, we didn't come here, or I didn't come here. And then Mark called me mid-2010, mid say, hey, there's a possibility to do TRS and start a team there, which was always our dream at that point. Yes. Um, and I was a bit skeptical. So how's that going to work? You live in New Zealand, I live in, in Europe. Um, a lot of people were a bit uh, yeah, skeptical as well on that side, but uh, we managed to make it work and also transform that into a strength rather than a weakness. So, yeah, yeah. A1GP was a wonderful series. I came here twice to Tarpo and twice to Eastern Creek. Um, I was the only motorsport journalist who actually came from Australia to Tarpo. Okay. I was staggered at the time and unfortunately there just wasn't the interest in Australia. I don't know why, it just seemed very strange. It's bizarre because here in New Zealand, it was the interest was massive. Yeah. Uh, in Holland, the interest was massive. In the UK, the interest was massive. In Mexico, the so I think it depends a bit on the country and and the results as well. Well, um, maybe also because uh, of the Australian Grand Prix. That's the thing. We, These... we all know that Eccles didn't like A1GP. Yeah, yeah. And he Correct. tried to stamp it out. Correct. Um, at the time, we had a uh, James Whitaker was an ex um, media PR man who was with um, uh, Formula One when, uh, when Senna died. Okay. And he, he obviously had a very large job to deal with that. 
and he came to work for uh, supercars in Australia. And very nice person, well, he was with Bahrain for a long time. And I suggested to him that um, he was a, a plant from Eccleston. In that, you know, the old line about, you know, keep your friends close, but your enemies even closer. And I have a suspicion that's, that's the case, that he was a plant from Eccleston. It could be, I was too young yeah. at the time well, to realise all that, to be honest. Well, yeah, yeah. But, but there was, for sure, there was, I mean, everyone was gathering momentum. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Back in, in these years. Well, you'd see people, and particularly in Australia, because I didn't notice here, in Australia you'd see people going to race meetings because they did barrack for Japan or they did barrack for, you know, Holland or yep, wherever. Yeah. And that didn't happen yep, in, in Australia. Else, yeah? There's also a big supercar um, culture in, in Australia. Yeah. Uh, and it's less a single seater scene. Yeah, so, I mean, well, so it I wasn't think always that way. You have F1 in Australia, there is F1, you have the supercars. So everyone was uh, maybe third on the list and generated less less media on that yeah, side. In, in Australia specifically, I would say. Yeah, yeah, but it was yeah. a fantastic series, one of yeah, the best yeah. ones ever, to be yeah, honest. Yeah. Yeah, look, and it was uh, it was wonderful to see big uh, racing carts. I yep. mean, we, we have now got a five thousand again. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and that's terrific to see. It mightn't be the best in the world. Uh, one thing is, like, we know they're safe, and yep. that's obviously something pretty important. But anyway, um, so next year or this year rather, you you head back to Europe when? Seventeenth uh, uh, of February, so the day after the, right. the last day of running. Okay. Um, because we have the team in Europe as well. Uh, okay. How many in cars Europe. will you run there? Three. Three. Yeah, we have three cars in Europe. And these are all young drivers here or not? Uh, I'm hoping to be able to confirm that soon. Right. Um, we have one driver signed, but he comes from uh, karting as well, actually. Okay. He's done uh, a bit of testing. Yeah. And then uh, the other two drivers, I hope I'll be able to confirm that as soon as possible. But uh, at least one of them is here in, in this paddock. Okay. Um, oh. This is the other thing, because the cars are really similar. Well, they are the same cars, essentially, yes. just the engine okay. that's different. Okay. Uh, tires are the same, so it's a, a very good practice for, yeah. for EuroCup uh, after yeah. that. But my wife has, was here for the first week, and then she's gone back uh, after the first week as well, because there's a lot of preparation to do on that side as sure, well. So, sure. yeah, busy times. Um, I, I remember back in uh, 91, uh, I was up at Surface Paradise, so it was when Indy cars were coming out still. Yeah. And it was before the split and all that sort of rubbish that went through. And I remember actually seeing Paul Tracy get out of a, a trailer, maybe it was a, a, a small truck, um, where they'd actually brought with them um, rowing machines, bikes, and the whole lot. He got out absolutely dripping with sweat before he got in for a session. I was fascinated to me, because um, he's actually a bit of a hothead driver, he's he known as. Yeah. I mean, it fascinated me that you know, you, you're getting drivers to actually, you know, hot up. I've always thought, you know, don't you want them calm and relaxed? But, uh, you know, talking with Tim Sindrick one day about it, and he said, no, we found that it really worked well for that. What yeah. do you find with your young drivers? Yeah, I have, well, with having six drivers, you see different characters, for sure. Uh, yeah. Some of them like to be isolated with music, for example. Yep. All of them nearly have a warm-up routine. So this is also something that's changed over the, over the years recently. Yeah. Uh, it's become a lot more professional on that side. Um, one of our drivers like to be fired up, so I have to have a chat with him and go hard on him, Kick him in the for, for him to to deliver uh, a bit more. Yep. Uh, some of the drivers just like a quiet chat. Some some just like to stay on their own. It really varies from driver to driver. And having six one six drivers this year and and, and over the past ten years now, um, there's really an, an array of, of behaviors on that side, and, and it's down to the team to adapt a little bit. 
There's a certain irony in that uh, this uh, summer series of racing in New Zealand, um, yeah, that back in the early 60s, there's a thing called the Tasman series. And that wasn't about developing young drivers at all. It was about Formula One stars coming down yeah. here to relax and learn. You know, I've got, I've got a wonderful photograph, a guy called Frank Gardner, who was, I'm writing a, a book on, I hope. Um, and uh, he, he was teaching Pedro Rodriguez oh, yeah. how to surf at a place called Whale Beach in Sydney. And uh, I don't think Pedro was a natural surfer. Mexicans maybe not like... But interestingly, both Jackie Stewart and Jim Clark were. Um, Frank had them both up uh, on the surfboard within hours. He said they were just both natural balance and all those sort of yep. things. Your guys here obviously take time off between races. Yep, three days where they have three days between. They don't go race. racing jags from here to the next track sort of thing, do they? No, well, we've had a few issues over the year with the police here in New Zealand. So, oh, <laughs> so uh, we tell them to be very careful on that side. Yeah. They all, well, some of them are um, under 18 as well, so they, they yeah, cannot, yeah. cannot can, necessarily can, drive. But check, it has yeah. changed over the years simply well, for two reasons. The first one is. Um, in Europe, it's, the whole season is now a lot more spread out, and, yeah. and the, the media requirements and the training requirements, etc., etc., are much bigger than what, what it was before. Yeah. And the season stretches out completely throughout the whole year, nearly. Um, the second one is um, the cars have gone faster and faster, and in New Zealand, the tracks are relatively small. Uh, there is new uh, safety um, safety features and, and, and safety procedures to have as well. So these cars are what can be run in on New Zealand tracks pretty much the, the TRS cars are at the top of the oh, it's Formula 3 car essentially yes. so that that draws the younger drivers inevitably although we did have Lucas Auer last year who came from DTM before going to Super Formula after that yeah. um, and uh, there is still an element of training and, and, and keeping fit and, and in the rhythm but the, the training part for young drivers and, and going up the ladder is, has become big. And if you look at how many drivers in Formula 1 today uh, or, or in 2020 will have gone through uh, TRS or even in F2, that number... I mean, you're seeing the stars of tomorrow here. Yeah, this is yeah. the thing, it's changed. It's just different. You see them earlier, but you're well, definitely seeing the stars of tomorrow. Yeah, I, I've seen for a long time in Australia drivers who have actually been to Europe, like guys like Will Davison and, and before that Marcus Ambrose and so on. And the thing I always sort of said about them and you know, even a Thomas Randall, for instance, who raced, yep. um, is that I, I call it case hardening. Yep, yeah, that's case exactly hardening that. in Europe. And in fact, the interesting thing is that now we've got a situation where New Zealand is case hardening, correct, drivers, correct, you know, which is wonderful, and because it makes them that much stronger, you can see that the, their ability to cope with adversity. I was actually talking to Jackson Wall's father. It, it's how you cope with adversity that is a measure of a person. Yeah. Uh, and it just yeah, terrific to see. Well, thank you very much for your time, Jonathan. I greatly appreciate it. I look With forward pleasure. to you at more rounds and watching your car succeed. Perfect. Thank you very much. Inside Motorsport is produced by Thunder Media for the Community Radio Network.